arise, Lord. Arise, O Lord, into thy rest. Thou and the ark of thy strength. magnify his name together behold bless ye the Lord all ye servants of the Lord which by night stand in the house of the Lord whether by day or by night lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord the Lord that had made heaven and earth May he bless you out of Zion in the name of Jesus. Beloved, lift your hearts. Begin to adore him. Begin to worship him. Begin to, to tell him that he is beautiful beyond comprehension. Tell him he's too beautiful. He's too marvelous for the description of your words. Tell him how adorable he is. He's white and ruddy, the fairest among ten thousands. Oh God of our fathers, how we love you, how we adore you, Jesus. Because you are good, you are altogether lovely, you are altogether beautiful, you are beautiful, too wonderful for description. Oh Lord, we bless you for your faithfulness, hey, for how far you brought us in this year. Oh God, how far you brought us in life. For the testimonies, oh God, the spiritual transformations and deliverances. Oh God, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you. We lay all that we are, we lay all that we have, our crowns, our titles, our names, our accolades, we lay them at your feet today, oh God, and we proclaim your name, we proclaim the name of the Lord. Above all other names, above all other names, oh God, reign, rule, for you are God and you are God alone. I am that I am, oh God, be the God who is, who was, and who is to come, ancient of days. A 
ancient of days, ancient of days, from everlasting to everlasting, you who uphold all things by the word of your power, you have measured the earth in the, in the entire expanse of the universe in the palm of your hands. You who have said that the cedars of Lebanon are not sufficient to burn. You who sits upon the circles of the earth, a dwelling in light that is unapproachable, a immortal, invisible, the only wise God. To you we bow tonight. To you we bow this morning. To you we bow this afternoon. To you we bow, O God, this midnight. In the name of Jesus, because you are faithful and your faithfulness endure forever. Your goodness endure forever from generation to generation. Oh God, we bless you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Release your sound and the sound of 
voice in this place has already out of order. Touch our heart, touch, touch our spirit, and transform our minds of God. In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, God has encountered us, encounters us. Transformation has in the name of Jesus and spirit those come and have no time. We are not going anywhere until you speak to us, Jesus. May Shona Masani, May Kobrapina Hasone, Beloved, you want to lift your voice. Tell God that claims me. Father, purify my heart. Prepare my heart. For an encounter with you today in the name of Jesus. Lift your voice. Come on, lift your voice. Talk to God to prepare your heart so that you can behold his face with in righteousness in the name of Jesus. Father, oh God, create in us, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. Renew a right spirit within me in the name of Jesus. My heart, oh God, touch me, touch me in the name of Jesus. Sanctify me through and through by the washing of regeneration by your word and forgive. I receive forgiveness by your blood in the name of Jesus Christ. I bless you, 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 I bless you. I bless you, I bless you, I bless you, I bless you, and I give you praise because you are faithful, you are true, you are good. Thank you for forgiveness of all errors, transgressions, iniquities in the name of Jesus. I bless you and I give you praise, I give you glory. I receive cleansing by the blood of Jesus and I declare I'm whole in the name of Jesus. And I simply Longing just to bring something that's that will bless your heart. I'll bring you a song. It's not what you have required. Search much deeper within through the way things you're looking into our hearts. Jesus, 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 I'm coming back with a heart of worship where it's all about you. All about you, nothing else but I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made, but it's all about you, all about you, Jesus. When the music fades, sometimes when we come before Him. We want the music, we want a song before we can worship. But it's not supposed to be so. Your life itself, your life itself in its entirety without a song is worship unto the Lord. If it is not, it's supposed to be worship unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Your life in its entirety 
is supposed to be worshipped unto the Lord. How we present our bodies unto Him as living sacrifices. Bible describes us as our reasonable act of worship. Our reasonable act of worship. The choices we make, it either brings Him worship or reproach. It either enthrones him as Lord. Our choices enthrone God as Lord or dethrones him from our lives. Anytime we come to his presence, we come to turn. We come to turn. The turning is a repentance. Turning more and more to apprehend his heart, his mind, his will, his emotions, that which he has purpose for us. We come to be changed, to be transformed. So the Christian life is a life of daily seeking, a daily repentance or turning from the world unto God. Every day we turn from something unto God. Something out there, something strange out there in the world, something of the flesh unto God, unto the Spirit. Every day we are turning. As we turn, our paths become brighter. It's all about you. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. Yes, it's all about you. Everything is all about you. The air that I breathe is all about The works that I see. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you. It's all about you.
just focus on him just focus set your eyes set your gaze set your gaze on him set your gaze on him focus on jesus draw strength draw strength enjoy his presence enjoy his presence in his presence is fullness of joy fullness joy perfected the fullness of joy is perfected joy at his right hand bible says there are pleasures pleasures forevermore if you have any weights lay them at his feet now now this is the time anything that's been bothering you lay everything at the feet of jesus lay it at his feet bible says that casting all our cares and burdens upon him for he cares for us he cares the proof that he cares is that he says that lay everything at his feet come unto me all ye says come unto me all ye who labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest come unto me jesus calling out come unto me all ye who labor and are heavy laden light laden heavy laden come unto me and i will give you rest somebody you want to take advantage of the fullness of joy the joy that is perfected in the presence of god you want to take advantage of his care and cast all your burdens all your weights all your load every load everything that weighs you down those weights that easily besets you just tell god tell god tell him that jesus i lay them at your feet i can't do this on my own i take upon myself your yoke i learn of you tonight for i know that you are meek and lowly in heart and i will find rest unto my souls your yoke is easy oh god and your burden is light so i come to you i present my whole self my whole life my spirit my soul my body in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name of jesus now begin to pray in the language of the spirit lift up your voice Lord, help the infirmity of all them that are listening right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. Oh, but you, Holy Spirit, you make an intercession for us. You take a hold together with us. Thank you for touching that life. Thank you for touching that brother. Thank you for touching that sister. Thank you for that transformation, oh God. We thank you for yokes, oh God. I'm getting broken and destroyed. Limos Kapala Haya, Redeshanda, Iparasco Bronte, Lobra Paya, Sheikh, 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 Sheik
adoring him, extolling his, his name. Like the 24 elders bowing, casting our crowns. And never get tired. Because each moment we bow, we awake to a new dimension of his glory. A new revelation of himself, who he is. Hallelujah. This God is good. This God is real. This God is faithful. This God is true. He is the very God of very God and the true God of true God. The only everlasting contemporary. He never changes. He is I am that I am. Yesterday he was I am. Today he is still I am. Tomorrow he will be I am. Ancient of days. Singular in constitution and plural in functionality. What a God. God is so big. We can't search him out. He's so vast. He's so vast. We can't comprehend. We can't we can't get to know all of him. That is why we have this school. We have this school of the spirit called church and fellowship and gatherings of this nature. Every day we come to download. Because when we get to heaven, there will be little time for, for rehearsal. We will have to be practicing more. Hallelujah. The old man is gone. The old Beloved, man let's is get gone. into today's teaching. Forever One more prayer. We are telling God our Lord, even as we wait for the rest of the family to join us. Father, take control. Minister to us. Lord, a word in season. Words that minister life. In the name of Jesus. Words that minister life transformation in the name of Jesus let me not live here the same let my situation be changed let me live here with an upgrade of the spirit let me live here transformed in the name of Jesus grant me light for my journey light for the journey light the revelation of light for the entrance of your word the entrance of thy word it giveth light Bible says it giveth understanding to the simple I come to you knowing I don't know it all I don't have it all I present myself to you as a simple person Lord seeking your light the light of revelation the light of encounter in the name of Jesus release unto me oh God light oh God for the journey in the name of Jesus through the word through your ministration in Jesus' mighty name, I pray that my burdens will be lifted. My burdens will be lifted. Problems and yokes will be destroyed because of the encounter with your anointing, your glory, and your presence in the name of Jesus. Father, help us, oh God, as a family, help us. As individuals, Lord, attend to our needs in the name of Jesus Christ. Individually, every yoke, every burden, every problem. Lord, you know the places of our deepest needs, our deepest wounds and hurts. Oh God, we ask that you encounter us, that you minister to us in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you. Take control. Grant me utterance. Help me, Lord. Show us mercy. 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 In Jesus' mighty name.
we bless you. We love you, Lord. Oh, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Shalom, saints of God. Shalom, saints. How many of us are excited to be in the presence of God? If you are excited, you can type a thank you, Jesus. Christ is my firm foundation. Just type a thank you, Jesus. Thank the you. rock on which I stand. Thank you. And everything Give around me is shaking. Give him all the glory. I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus. He's a rock. Cause he's never let me down. He's faithful through generation. So why would he fail now? Why would he fail now? He won't. Oh, Jesus. Glory, glory, he glory, won't. glory, glory to Jesus. Glory. I've still got joy in chaos. We have joy in chaos. That makes no well, sense. Oh Jesus, we don't go under. I'm not held by my own strength. We come to drive our roots deeper in Him. Anchor our souls on this rock of ages. We don't want to be like the man, the foolish man that built on sun in Matthew chapter 7. So that when the floods came and beat against that house, so that when the winds came and beat against that house, and the rains came and beat against that house, Bible says that house fell. And the Bible described how it fell. It's not a pleasant fall. It's an ignominious, shameful fall. It says, and great was the fall of that house. So where you build matters. Not just the materials you are building with, where you build matters hallelujah we want to be like the wise man who built upon the rock bible says after the rains and the floods and the storms and the winds that house remained standing because it was the reason was it was built and the rain descended god bless minister david and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. What was the other man's house? It endured. Hallelujah. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, doeth them. Today we'll look at that. I will liken him unto a wise man. You see, all people who take heed to the word of God more than their own prophecies that they receive, more than their own emotions and feelings, more than you know the promises of men to them bible has deemed and described such people as wise people in matthew 25 the 10 virgins the five wise and the five foolish ones it was because bible says the five wise ones they carried extra oil they took heed to the to the word of god they had discretion they had the oil of intimacy which sustained them in in timothy in the book of Timothy, Paul told Timothy how that from the from his from his 
his youthful stage or his childhood he had knew he had known the scriptures which was able to make him wise unto salvation the scriptures the word very powerful i think i shared my testimony here the testimony of how i was talking to somebody on the phone recently a lady that men of god pastors had been battling with it was on a whatsapp call not even a regular phone call they'd been battling with her situation for weeks she had to leave home because she was the, the spirit behind her affliction and torment were driving her nuts they were driving her nuts she was she was gradually losing it her parents were were worried i've sent my child to school almost approaching final year to complete and these things are happening all because she had an encounter with a being of light a being of light an entity that was wrapped up in light thinking she had had an encounter with jesus and afterwards i thought that when you have an encounter with jesus your life should change i mean for 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 the better you should experience something so so beautiful but it was strange just upon the ministration of the word the entrance of thy word give it light the light forced the darkness to just eject they had to the demons had to dislodge themselves and it was not the letter the letter can't do that but the spirit hallelujah so we want to get into the world genesis 5 verse 21 we started a series on intimacy with god the part 7 is where we've been dealing with we've done three parts on the part seven already this is the fourth part <laughs> may god help us we looked at enoch's work with god according to genesis 5 verse 24 how that enoch walked with god and he was not because bible says god took him and we we're looking at to just situate it in a proper context we said that we were talking about enoch the servant from adam right or adam whichever one you want and we realize that from the book of hebrews 11 verse 5 he had a testimony right he had a testimony and what was his testimony the acts of enoch in the past that pleased god he had a testimony the the, the testimony is that he walked by faith and was translated and while walking with god by faith he pleased god enoch pleased god hallelujah and we said that this is the compendium of his entire earthly biography that this is one of the briefest and yet most outstanding biographies in the whole of scriptures even among biographies of men who are not who are not men of god well well accomplished business moguls and and what have you one time i think i saw a book about the biography of um, dangote and i was like wow this is almost like a bible enoch's own wasn't that much but very profound we said that his entire earthly biography was just captured in one sentence that revealed a history of 365 years which was spent believing walking humbly living holy walking with god hallelujah we realize that enoch's name meant teaching 
and I was a great scholar and that Enoch walked with God. He, um, he walked with God, but he also walked with Adam because he grew, Adam grew so old that he, Enoch was born when Adam was 622 years. So they lived together for around about 300 more years. And we believe that we believe that you know because of the, the the secrets that adam had working with god in the garden he shared some of these things with enoch i believe this is this is this is one of the things that equipped enoch with that much you know so much so many keys to be able to walk with god I'm sure that as Adam walked with Enoch and began teaching him how God will come to them in the cool of the day and 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 walk with them. Enoch desired that same walk. He desired that same walk that Adam had with God before the fall, prior to the fall. Because after the fall, things became carnal. Men devised, you come across Jabal and Jubal ministers of agriculture ministers of ent entertainment okay they invested this thing because initially in the garden while man tended the garden there was no need to to know go and harvest in bulk build silos and store food and what have you everything was available at every moment all the time man needed not any forms of sophistication to live the best and most complicated sophistication that man needed was obedience that's all obedience to god obedience man didn't have to devise any forms of entertainment to happy himself today we say happy yourself you know it's because man is falling and the presence has lifted the glory of god has lifted some 16 i think verse 8 says in thy presence there is fullness of joy Oh, Psalm 16 verse 8 to 11 I have said in the Lord always before me because it's at my right hand I shall not be moved then he says in thy presence there is fullness of joy at thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore in the presence of God all the pleasures and the sweetness that entertainment can give you it is right available in his presence so men began creating devising what strategies forms of entertainment to make up for the joy that they are lost in the presence of god or they are lost from the presence of god when man fell and was cast out of the garden of the, the garden of the lord which was placed eastward of eden from the presence of god man had to find ways okay of supplementing ways of compensating for the missing joy man had to find ways of compensating for the missing pieces of fellowship with god the benefit that came with the fellowship with, with fellowshiping with god but bible says that enoch the seventh with adam he walked with god having gotten keys having been handed down keys from adam his father way 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 upward in the lineage seven he, he 
Enoch was the servant from Adam. So he should tell you he's not like a grandfather. He is a great, great grandfather. Adam was a great, great grandfather to Enoch. Yet Enoch desired the work that Adam had with God. So he, he received keys and he began working with God. And we said that the evidence of our work with God is that men cannot see God and not see you. They cannot see you and not see God. Men can't hear you. They won't hear you and not hear God. Men won't handle you and not have a feel, a touch of God. Beloved, if all of your, your life, it makes sense by human calculations, then you, you, you've not worked with God. If all of your life, everything you have achieved, all that you have, it makes sense by human calculations. How you got your job, how you completed school, how you paid your fees, how you were healed. You know, you, they raised funds, huge funds, and then you went to the hospital, and then they conducted surgery on you. And meanwhile, then it, it means that your life, it's, I don't know. When you walk with God, a lot of things about your life are taken care of by His supernatural grace. Many things will not add up by the calculation of men. Many things. Because you'll be living on the sponsorship of grace. Grace. Extreme grace. Grace in the knowledge of Him. Grace in your work with Him. Grace in, in His divine providence to you. Grace in manifestations of His abilities in your life. Grace in, 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 in receiving favors from men grace in the demonstration of christ you just you'll be sponsored by unlimited grace bible says that of his fullness have we all received and grace for grace other versions say of his fullness have we all received grace heaped up upon grace grace i think is it the message version or one of them grace heaped up upon grace Many a times we don't even know how to appropriate the grace of God or tap into it for our advantage or our benefit. We don't. That is why believers need teachings. We need the rightly divided word of truth, accurately divided word, unadulterated word, word that is free from manipulation to extort monies to ex you know to be able to woo the heart of men so that men will begin to do that which is contrary to the word of God. No. But men, many men too don't want to endure sound doctrine. That is our problem. And then we came to look at 2 Corinthians 3 verse 2. Ye, ye are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men, that we can become living epistles, manifesting the influences of God. We will be seen by men, we will be read by men. For some of you, you are the Bible some people will ever get to read. I'm telling you. You are the Bible that somebody will ever get to read. The way you live your life, go to church and come, how you carry yourself about at the workplace in the name of Christ. That is all somebody will ever get to do. So this life, we are living for Christ. We have to live it well. We have to live it well. The way you relate with your parents, the way you, you serve in church, 
it's all somebody will ever get to know people somebody may not be able to read the bible because they may not be able to read the scripture okay because they can't either read they are not literate or they don't they don't even have the time your life then becomes the only open book of scripture that you'll ever get to know so understand that the, the purpose one of the purposes or the products of our intimacy with God is to make us living epistles living epistles replicas of God this many gods and this many Jesuses walking the face of the earth Apostle Paul then said in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3, he says, For as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ, ministered by us, every time, he says, ministered by us, not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in fleshly tab- tables of the heart. This is what discipleship does. When somebody is being, di- dis- being discipled, the disciple or the master okay they begin to ink by the spirit the impressions of god they begin to labor through prayer for christ to be formed in those disciples they begin to hand over to the disciples keys that will enable them to manifest that life of god in them so that those disciples become the letters that the master is writing out there to the world to read. So you are a letter that God himself is writing for the world to read. Be sure that you are not sending the wrong message. Because God will never send a wrong message to the world. We came to look at the protocols or the keys to working with God. We looked at the first key, agreement. We said that unless two are agreed, they can't work together. And we said that disagreement is a breeding grounds of quarrels, strife, dissatisfaction, murders, and all forms of, you know, argument. We said disagreement in marriages. Oftentimes, it's what leads to divorces. Lasting marriages are a product of consistent agreement. So lasting works with God, like Enoch's work, is a product of consistent agreement in the way he walked, the way he stood, the way he sat with God. To be in agreement with God, we have to be in disagreement with the world. And anytime we get out of agreement with God, we are in the era of disobedience and rebellion. We also came to look at focus that in order to be able to work with God, we need to focus on God. Because no servant can serve two masters. You either love God and hate the devil or you love the devil and hate God. So though many a times will not, many a times, most of us will not admit, we will not admit straightforward that we love the devil, but the things that we do, give out. It gives out that secret that indeed we love the devil or we are, we are, we are in the devil's camp. Hallelujah. We came to look at desire to please a partner, having faith 
making the desires of that having faith in that partner making the desires of that partner and these things if you pay attention you can realize that they are they are keys that you can actually apply in your relationship and your marriage because god with his universal purpose and intent in mind designed marriage he fashioned it after our walk with him god designed marriage after our walk with him husband and wife jesus is the groom or the bridegroom we are the bride that is why the church must submit to god this church must submit to jesus is the head of the church And we are the we are the fullness of the Godhead bodily. We are that fullness. That is why the Bible talks about in the book of Corinthians that we have to know how to hold the head. What head? Jesus. Jesus is the head of the church. Hallelujah. So these are secrets that we can even apply in our relationship to be able to work effectively with God or even with your spouse. You need to have faith in your partner. You need to make their desires your command. Until you have faith in them, you you can't, you see, until you have faith in your man, you can't say that it will be difficult for you to tie your life with them or tie your life to their life and say, okay, is this the vision that God has given you? I am I am giving, I am, I am choosing to abandon my whole vision and everything and tie my life to yours so that we will pursue your God-given ag- agenda or vision. Because I have faith in you so his desires become your instructions then the last thing in our quest to please our partner or to please god we have to submit to god's will hallelujah and we went very far with that today we are looking at the protocols of transformation if you are here you want to type protocols protocol just type protocol the protocol of transformation Sorry, the protocols of transformation. Want to look at the first one? Beholding. Please, can someone help us to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4. And 1 John chapter 1. Verses 1 to 3. God bless you for typing the protocol of transformation. You see, every day as we show up in Zion, it is God's will that we are changed, we are transformed to look like him behave more and more like him it is not a one-day job that is why sometimes when you fail at it you don't have to beat yourself too hard for it no it's unnecessary it doesn't mean that you must not strive you must strive for mastery understand you were created in the image and likeness of god before the fall but after the fall jesus came 
as a perfect substitutionary offering for man and came to restore all that man lost through the fall in the garden. So now, the seed of God in us is in us. By new birth, we have the seed, the sperma of God. We have all the characteristic features in that seed and all we have to do because we have the zoe the life of god in us we, we we are to rely on the spirit to give expression to all the features of that life that is embedded captured in that sperma that seed according to verse john chapter 3 verse 9 desires that we will come and behold we will come sit at his feet and be changed when your heart is changed the moment you leave it affects every other thing in your life because out of the abundance of the heart the mouth will speak the hands will act the legs will give expression to out of the abundance of the heart a transformed heart is a transformed life and we are talking about when we are talking about beholding the face of God. It is not. It is not with the face. Your literal face or my literal face. We are talking about beholding God with our hearts. Let's read, let's get into the scripture, then we, 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 we trust the Holy Spirit to help us. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3. It says that, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. Their minds have been blinded. There is a veil. In other words, there is a veil. There are scales on the eyes of their minds, the eyes of their spirits. It's not their mind as in the literal mind because salvation is a product of the spirit. It's not a product of the flesh or the soul. It is a spirit, it's, it's a work of the Holy Spirit that affects the soul and then the body. So their minds have been blinded so that they believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ. So this glorious gospel we preach, this word of God that we teach, it is light. The entrance of thy word, it giveth light. It is light. It is light. Bible says in him was light. This word is Jesus. In him was life and the life was the light of all men. And Bible says this light shined in darkness and the darkness could not overcome it. Light, the light of God. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Light. It's one dimension of the word of God. So it is possible. What this scripture is telling us is that it is possible to not see the light unless that veil is removed, unless that blindness is cured. It is impossible to see the light. Oh, Jesus. 
first john chapter 1 verse 1 john also testifies says that which was from the beginning which we have heard which we have seen with our eyes which we have looked upon until the word is always in the beginning because bible says without him was not anything made that was made he was in the beginning with god but that beginning you and i were not there we didn't partake of that beginning but this is where that word which was in the beginning begins to make sense and meaning with us when we begin to have our own experiences with that word he says which we have seen number one which we have heard the hearing of the word imparting faith the seeing of the word that is our own experience with the word we have seen with our eyes which we have looked upon it's one thing to see and it's another to look upon to look upon is to fix your gaze you can be passing by you know when you're walking today i went to the market as i was walking i was seeing a lot of things and the reason i was seeing them is because i wasn't paying particular attention to them i was seeing them because my eyes were naked my eyelids were up so that my eyes could see them i needed to open my eyes so that i can walk walk the path and not run into anybody so i could see a lot of things but there, there were few things that i looked upon i took notice of them it was deliberate those ones left impressions on my mind i have memories of the adb bank i saw i have memories of a certain car that nearly you know squashed me to one side of the road i have memories of a woman who, who talked to me engaged me for a moment i have memory with a man who tried helping me when they couldn't help me because they interacted with me and i stood there looking upon them he says and our hands have handled of the word of life our hands have handled that is practice so it's not enough to hear it is not enough to see you have to make the conscious effort to unveil your your heart tell the holy spirit that lord let every veil of sin limitations in my understanding that have been placed upon my heart so that I'm, I'm unable to behold the mysteries of your word lord let them be lifted let that veil be removed and cause the eyes of my understanding the eyes of my spirit to receive the illumination of your word so that i may see i may see because what i can see i can have it's a principle in scripture Bible says for the life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and shew unto you that eternal life which was with the father and was manifested unto us that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you so beloved see where it began now John is telling us that if you have not seen and you've not heard in other words the seeing and the hearing and the handling that is experience that is encounter if you have not gone through this school you have no business declaring the word unto another because even they the apostle they had to tarry having worked with jesus done miracles 
seen him after the resurrection, they still had to tarry in Jerusalem. They had to tarry. Was it not enough after receiving three, about three and a half years training from Jesus? Was it not enough to just go ahead, do ministry as we call it these days? People do ministry than they do intimacy. Is it not enough to just run and begin doing ministry? No. But God told them, Jesus told them that, go to Jerusalem and tarry there for 50 days. In fact, they didn't even know how many days. They just have to keep waiting. That is one of the rules of waiting. God doesn't respond according to your will. He responds according to his timeline. But most of the times, his timeline of response, his time of response is dependent on the preparedness of our hearts. How focused we are. In the heart. That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. The Bible says, But we all, but we all, how many people? How many? But we all, with open faces. Some of us come and our faces are shut. You come and then you, you feel shy to open yourself up unto God. You come before the lover of your soul, the one before whom you, you can't keep any secrets because everything is laid bare before his very eyes. And you want to keep secrets. We come before this God and we have to lay, you know, you're supposed to just open up. God, the other time I had this wrong thought. I looked upon that woman lustfully and I wasn't happy about it. I felt ashamed of myself because I started developing unhealthy lust. And your word says that if I look lustfully at a woman, I've already committed adultery with her in my heart. So yes, I am a virgin, but by your standards in the spirit, I have fornicated, I have committed adultery many times. Even though there is no physical evidence, Lord forgive me, I can't hide this from you. I come to you totally naked. The other time, I tried lying, telling lies to my parents just because I needed to secure a favor from them and I felt that if I should go the straight way, they might not give it to me. Lord, I fail to exercise faith in you, to receive from you through them. So therefore, Lord, I use the wrong means as I come before you. I unveil my heart. I take off every veil of deceit, shyness every veil of the flesh and I lay myself before you naked and open and I ask that Lord search me search me with the searchlight of your word because your word is quick and active it, had, it, it, it penetrates deeper than the most powerful laser beam on earth 
is able to divide asunder the bone and the marrow. And, then, and it is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart of a man. Lord, search me. As I come to behold your face, I want to take away every veil so I can see you for who you are, so that you can deal with me for who I really am. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Sometimes when we come and we veil our hearts, it means that God is not able to have access to the real us. Even though we are beholding, yet we are not changing. The Bible says, But we all with open face behold as in a glass the glory of God are changed. The transformation and the change is not for them who have closed faces. No, it's for them with open faces. You make your wounds, your scars, available to him. Lord, I cast all my cares and my burdens onto you because you care for me. These are my scars. I went to this relationship and it didn't work. I jumped to the next one without, without even waiting enough to be healed. And that one also didn't work. Lord, I, am, I, I feel like jumping into another one because I feel lonely. I feel lonely. There is a void within me. That is longing to be filled and I don't know what to fill it with. Father, help me so I don't mess up my life. So I don't mess up my soul. So I don't mess up my body. Lord, help me. Help me. Help me. So that I don't miss out on your will for my life. Lord, help me. Because there are many people advancing. Advancing, making advances to me in this time of weakness. I'm vulnerable. I'm vulnerable. Lord, help me. Then God, the Holy Spirit, now seeing that you are surrendering to him. That is the beauty of surrender. It always attracts God. And you can't surrender until you come to the point of acknowledging weakness. I was saying that I'm going to teach us on the power of weakness. How it attracts God. Weakness is a powerful thing. It's able to draw the strength of God onto perfection. We come, some of us approach God as men of God. Hands in your pocket, very gentle. Then you begin to release the words one by one. You know, it's, a, it's as if you are not come to lecture God. It's as if <laughs> you, make God, you make God feel like he didn't complete his seventh grade English classes. So there are many things in the English lexicon that he still has to catch up with. Some of us, that's what we make God feel like. And some of us, we come and we think it's all about tears. No. There are protocols. Unveil your heart to behold his face. Come as you are and open up. Now what do you behold? The word of God. John said it, that which was in the beginning, that which they've heard, and they have seen, and looked upon, is the word of God. So as you, 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 
you empty self of self, you take away the veil, you begin to look into the word. Look, be look beyond the, the, the letter and see Jesus. And that is where the real change begins. Because the glory of God is on the face of Christ. So until you're able to encounter Christ in the word, there is no transformation. There will only be information. So people will still be deformed. People will be leaping with deformation because all they have is information which is not able to bring about transformation. But the essence of the word is to bring us to that place of absolute transformation. If I used to be a womanizer, I will no longer womanize. If I used to steal, I will no longer steal. If I used to pursue and chase after other people's husbands and wives, I will no longer do that. That is the essence of the word of God. If I used to be very lustful, the word, as I behold the glory of God, it begins to consume, it begins to bring judgment to everything that doesn't look like Christ in my life. The darkness that is upon the face of the deep of my heart. Some of us, just like Genesis chapter 1, Bible says, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Some of us, there is darkness upon the face of the deep of our hearts. Because we have meditated on the wrong things for long. We've, we've heard the wrong things for long. We've worked with, with the wrong associations for long. And so the darkness they carried have intermingled with us. We've had fellowship with that which is dark. Culminating it in a transformation onto darkness. Instead of a transformation onto light. So now as we begin to fellowship with God, behold His face. What happens is that the glory of God in Jesus, that light that shines in darkness so that darkness is not able to comprehend it the spirit of God begins to move and hover upon our hearts so I like this song I think I coined it myself it's, it's, I, I, I came out I just modified the words the word I think What's the title? We've been singing it and praying. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me, Holy Spirit. Uh -huh. Holy Ghost, do it again. Do it again in my life. No, 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 no. That's not. That's not it. Spirit brood over me, Spirit brood over me, Holy Spirit moving now, make my life whole again, Spirit brood over me, Spirit brood over me. I just, I just turned the lyrics to suit the word of God. And I tell God that Spirit of God brood over me because the brooding of the Spirit of God upon 
our lives, our hearts. It injects life. The mother hen sits on the egg and keeps sitting occasionally to get up to go and peck at some food, insects and other things, drink water and then it comes to sit again, brooding. Every time it does that, what happens? Life, the life that is in the mother hen is transformed, is transferred into that those eggs upon which it is squatting. And as its own body, its presence creates the right ambient temperature for the eggs to be able to hatch, to incubate the eggs for them to hatch. That is what happens to a believer who will always have fellowship with the Spirit. Hallelujah. As we behold, he broods. It takes a word. Hallelujah. So the word of God is a roadmap to every heavenly experience. The word of God is the incarnation of the life of heaven that which gives us the room to practice and rehearse for our ultimate destination. The word of God is not only the incarnation of the life of heaven, but it is the mind of God. It is meant for knowledge. Because the Bible says, and ye shall know the truth. But it is not only the truth. It is not only for knowledge. More than knowledge, the word of God is meant primarily for experience. And we have handled, 1 John chapter 1, verse 2. We've handled, it's meant for experience. Experience. Number two, the second protocol of transformation. If you want to be transformed, practice. Can you help us with James chapter 1, verse 22? helping me with James 1 okay and another person let's see how it started it started from the old covenant Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 3 let's go back and pick something from there James 1 22 be ye doers please also help us with Joshua 1 verse 8 be ye doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving Okay, yes, I'll do that for you. Okay, at the end of the demonstration, I'll pray for you and your wife. Okay, and the ministry we shall keep your your family in prayer. Man of God, we will do that. You are covered by the Lord Jesus. James one twenty two, the Bible says. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Understand that 
the word was in the beginning but it doesn't mean that you've heard it while the word is still in the beginning doesn't mean you've seen it or looked upon it and if you've seen it or you've heard it and looked upon it and you've not handled it you've not practicalized it Bible says that ours is deception it takes practice practice let us be doers doing of the word is no is no easy yes it's true it's true But that is where the blessing is. And beloved, though for some of us, the devil fights our hearing of the word of God, but the devil will not fight your doing it he will not fight your hearing of the word of God like he will fight your doing of the word of God because he understands that the real power of God comes to life when you begin to do the word. He knows that the real power of God comes to life when you make yourself a doer of the word of God, practicing the word, doing the word. Hallelujah. says you may eat of all the fruits in the garden but of this one in the middle touch not you may not eat of it they were doing the word they were keeping it until thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do <laughs> you, 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 you can't you can't meditate on a word 
In fact, you can't do a word that you 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 know you don't have in your heart, and you can't have the word in your heart until you you've meditated on it, and you can't meditate on a word that you, you you've not read, you've not seen, you don't know. It takes us to the book of the law. How many times do you read the Bible in a week? Conscious effort. I'm reading the scripture. I want to read the scripture. Like the way we read newspapers, we read WhatsApp messages, like the way we go online and 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 um, watch trolls and skates and what have you. This is a lot of terms for all those things. Hi, Tabelenosha. It says we shouldn't end at speaking the word. We shouldn't end at meditating therein day and night. But we should observe to do how many? All. Everything. I have no business when it comes to the practice of the word of God in order to be transformed. If I practice only the word of God pertaining to righteousness, I will be a righteous man. And yes, because I'm not practicing that which makes for wealth creation or riches, I'm not practicing giving, offering. I'll be a righteous, a poor righteous man. If I am practicing the word of God concerning prayer, and I neglect that we talks about consecration, sanctification, holiness, I will be a praying sinner. Or a I don't know what word to use. It's not like you were a sinner because sin, sin, sinning is by nature, but a sinful, there are sinful believers, a sinful prayer warrior or something of that sort. Because I'm only observing to do parts of the word. I do what pleases me. If the word says, thou shalt not kill, I will not kill, period. I heard some people arguing that um, the scripture about divorce is too strong. They don't think as for that part of the Bible, it is practical. How can you marry once and then if the person wants to kill you so you should be you should still be with that person that's what the bible says that is why you have to study the bible very well before you marry because once you get in there you are in there for life the smallest jail cell on earth is marriage it's a life imprisonment the only terms and conditions for a bailout that Jesus gave is death. Number one. Number two, on the basis, on the grounds of adultery. But even that, if you have a forgiving spouse or you are a forgiving spouse, either of them, you can choose to let go or they can choose to let go and then maintain the marriage because love covers the multitude of sins.
So people want to bend the rules. It happened after the Osinachi, I think Osinachi, some of us know Osinachi, um, the woman who sang, who helped Prosper Ochimana to sing, You are the living God, oh, is there no one like you? No one can do me like you do, God. No one can touch me like you do, God. You are the living God, oh. Is there no one like you? You took me from the miry clay, set my feet on the rock to stay. You're my promoter, you are my defender. You are the living God, oh. Is there no one like you? They said that that woman made a big mistake. She made a foolish choice, excuse my language, by staying there. Meanwhile, the, 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 her situation was being addressed by men of God. If God chose it to be so, so be it. Her life will be a sweet-smelling offering unto God. Nothing changes that, not the principles and then the beliefs and the ideologies of men. No. One man, one wife. One wife, one husband for life. Some people were trying to argue it out that uh, if you realize a man is impotent, how, how long can you be there and, 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 and hoping that a miracle will come through? Hey, media, I'm not going to, so should I be there? And then I'm a woman, oh, hey, me too, I have feelings, I'm not a firewood. All sort of things. People say all sort of things. I ask myself, so if you were a Christian and you say you were a Christian and you talk this way, then where is your God? This is a perfect setup, perfect ground for a miracle, for God to show up, to turn situations around for your husband and yourself, just as barrenness. But people will choose divorce over the word of God because they want to practice some and leave others out, the places that appeal to them. No, we don't have a choice. Because God is not going to judge us on some parts of the word. He's going to judge us on all, the whole. That's why in Acts chapter 20, Apostle Paul said that because he knew that they were supposed to do all that is written therein. He says, I have taught you, I have not neglected to teach you the whole or all the counsel of God. Hallelujah. So number one reason we have to practice it all is because it is all sufficient, all encompassing. It brings us, it has a blessing for every part that we practice. There is a blessing for every part of the word of God that we practice. He says, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and thou shalt have good success. And number two, God is going to judge us by the standards of the word. Every one of them. Everyone. Hallelujah. Now can someone help me with Psalm 19? The verse 9 through 11. Psalm 19, the verse 9 through 11. Just to buttress the point that in doing the word of God, in practicing the word of God, there is a reward. And the word of God also warns us. It warns us. It nourishes us. It instructs and guides us. It cleans us. 
it brings us rewards. God bless you. Psalm 19 verse 9. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is a reward. And in keeping of them there is a reward. Keeping of them, there is a reward. Not in the hearing of them. Not in the reading of them. In the keeping. Practicing, there is a reward. Many of us, we've not seen certain possibilities in our lives. Some of us, because we've not been, you know, the, the, word, the, the word of God that we don't practice the word that makes that that possibility a reality in our lives and you know one of the most frustrating things in life is having the knowledge of the possibility of something something that is needed and yet unable to experience it it's very frustrating some of you want to raise the dead some of you want encounters you you know <laughs> maybe god has not called you to that or maybe god may, i don't know how god designed your life but not all the disciples were caught up into heaven like apostle paul but some of us want that kind of experience to be caught up to heaven but are you sure you can lock yourself up alone in a room for 30 days can you because even two days without your phone is disaster two days without touch even 30 minutes without touching my your phone or me you you, you can't you just can't handle it and yet the price for that is to go beyond your phone your even your own self job said that i have esteemed thy word more than my necessary food he he gave it all up for god So having the possibility of something that is needed and not being unable to experience it is so frustrating. But God has not willed it to be so. He seeks that we come to the experience of all that he unveils unto us in his word through the Holy Spirit. The fear of the Lord. the power of his holiness the beauty of the lord the gifts of the spirit and so many more he seeks that we come to the experience of all everything that he he makes available to us in his word through the holy spirit so the purpose of teaching and preaching is experience the whole purpose of coming here to offload so many revelations and teachings and 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 pray is is to bring us to the place of maturity awareness knowledge so that we can walk in experience of those things that are in the word that we have been taught 
the power of the gospel the power of this word that I preach that you preach that we preach in its healings in its authority over demons in its power over sin the power in evangelism the discipline of walking with Jesus they are all experiences that the apostles want you to have as they have had God wants you to have as he gave the apostles the chance to have and it's only summarized it's all summarized in one word the doing in keeping there is a greater word that thou mayest observe to do all practice 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 the last protocol communion communion or consumption eating the word Please somebody help us with Jeremiah 15, verse 16. So close. 
I believe you're holding me now in your hands. God bless you for the scriptures. Never let me go. Thy words were found, and I did eat them. And thy word <laughs> was unto me the joy and rejoicing of mine heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. Communing with the word. Communing with the word. Communing with the word. Communing with the word. The word of God is edible. Communing with the word. Communing with the word. Communing with the word. You have to come to the place where you find the word. You behold the word. You practice. You eat. You commune the word. You commune with the word. You eat the word. Hallelujah. Let's see what God, Jesus, told the disciples. Oh, Jesus, sharpen them on fractilahai. Please, can someone help us? With John chapter 6, verses 48, all the way to 58. scriptures are many here, but I want to take a few of them. To help me know that I'm your friend. So when it comes to communion with the word, to be able to eat the word, to be able to consume the word, the consumption of the word, what, what, how, what does this protocol entail? You don't pick up your Bible and just begin to read without inviting the Holy Ghost. No. Frustration sets in together with a lack of understanding which keeps the person of the scriptures hidden or veiled to your heart. Frustrations will set in because the Holy Spirit is the spirit behind the scriptures. So the light needed to access the accurate visions of the person of the scriptures become inaccessible. Because the Spirit of God is the teacher and the interpreter of the Word of God. It is He who makes the mind of God accessible. More than available, He makes the mind of God accessible to us. So that we don't become hearers only, but people of understanding. John 4 verse John chapter 6 verse 48 to 50 Jesus said I am the bread of life he's saying I am edible your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead this is the bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die I'm just imagining where heaven was 
and how bread came from wherever it just came from and they ate the bread from that unknown source that they didn't grow on earth and these same people died can you imagine they died they they still complained the heart of men they were still ungrateful with all the wonders they saw the deliverances Jesus said, I am the living bread. John chapter 6 verse 48 to 58. He says, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. Jesus, just as manna fell from heaven, Jesus is saying that I came. Beloved, just open, let the Spirit of God open your eyes to see this. Can you see this? I came. I also came from heaven. By the way I came, I didn't fall like that. I fell from the spirit into human flesh. I was conceived in the flesh. That's how I came. If any man eat of this bread, partakes of me, he shall live forever. And the bread that I give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. This, this, is, this is what that Roman doctrine of... Um, cons- is it? substantiation or consubstantiation this is where it was it was deduced from they believe that literally if you take the communion of the saints you are actually taking the blood the real blood and the body of jesus which is wrong they are just tokens but those tokens are spiritual emblems they have spirit it means that you are doing it in the physical but it has spiritual implications He shall live forever, and the bread that I give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. I'm sure they'll be like, hey, why? What is this man saying? Are we cannibals or are we, are we, are we, um, what's the name of those people who eat human flesh? Maybe cannibals or something like that. The Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? Look at that. Just that. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Whoso, you have no life in you, because you've not, you are not joined to him at the flesh level, at the level of the soul, and in the spirit. Whoso eateth my flesh, and drinketh my blood, that is verse 54 of John chapter 6, verse 54 whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life and i will raise him up at the last day i will raise him up because he has my imprint he has a a, a substance that the magnetic force of my spirit can attract and draw because that substance is my flesh and my blood because he's eating it he says for my flesh is meat indeed and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. If any man be in Christ, you are dwelling in him. As a new creation, you are dwelling in him. If any man be in Christ, so he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. The way he gets into you by the tokens physically. Is through the communion or the consumption of his blood and his flesh and the word, the word. He says, as the living father has sent me and I live by the father so that, so even 
as the living father has sent me and i live by the father so he the same way he that eateth me even shall live by me this is the this is that bread which came down from heaven not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead they ate manna and they still died he that eateth of this this bread shall live forever may this be our portion in jesus's mighty name deserve the glory because you are worthy of it all you are worthy of it all you see you can eat the word if you read a story i wanted to share with us the road to emmaus jesus encounters encounter with the disciples on the road down to emmaus luke chapter 24 you realize that they could not jesus was with them they chat with them and they, they ask them questions he, he in fact he asked them questions they answered and bible says that they could not until they commune with him and bible says that in fact when they asked him questions he began to expound unto them from the scriptures those things pertaining to he himself and they never knew that you had made the resurrected christ communion only becomes meaningful when our eyes are unveiled and it takes the spirit that's why you don't pick up your bible and begin to engage without telling the holy spirit that holy spirit help me i know i've met people who tell me that they've read the scriptures they don't understand how do you do it and all of that i've been there i've confused for like seven years i'll read the bible and i'm like ah, is it why is that people really like this book like that ah, no pictures me when i pick the book i'm looking for pictures i'm looking for nice things no pictures and people just like it ah i'm like what is in it and then the funny thing was when i started seeing king james ah, i read the bible and i'll be like lord thou hast gone from here tita and i'm like ah, no this is even worse so why what will make somebody love this to the extent of reading it to the extent that they read it frequently and then scriptures begin to remain in their head how in fact i hated the whole idea today today i have become what i hated and the difference is the holy spirit when he's involved the word begins to make sense it becomes meaningful it becomes meaningful hallelujah he's a teacher and in the interpreter of the word of god he makes the mind of god accessible to us how ephesians 1 17 to 19 the eyes of understanding is enlightened by the holy spirit you see in greek mythology let me share this one then we close when the gods wanted to speak with people it was the it was hermes who would carry the message of the gods to them he was the one who explained the message of the gods so the same way in the same vein okay the job of this communication mediator was somewhat similar to what moses did with the israelites he will be like, wait here, God wants to speak to you. I go up there onto the mountain. Whatever he says to me, I'll come and tell you. 
it is that job of the communication mediator exodus 20 18 and 19 exodus chapter 20 verse 18 and verse 19 somebody can help us with that for, for lack of time i won't be able to get into that in john 14 26 we see the word advocate in the original greek text it means another of the exact nature or kind or purpose nigerians will say purpose purpose John 14 26 advocate but the advocate another of the same kind that means before the Holy Spirit Jesus was the one sent by the father to teach and he taught Matthew chapter 5 the beatitude he began to teach character kingdom character Christian character he taught us the word of God which is the mind of God in other words he came to reveal the glory of the Father. But now it is the job of the Holy Spirit. It is the job of the Spirit to continue exactly. That is why the word advocate was used. Another of the same kind. So what Jesus would have been doing to us, my God, is what the Spirit of God is doing for us today. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, my senior partner, my helper, my strengthener, the helper of my infirmities, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever, I've come, whatsoever I have said unto you. It is now the job of the Holy Spirit to continue exactly what Jesus was already doing. He comes to reveal Jesus and to help us know more about the father so jesus said in john 6 63 the words that i speak unto you beloved get ready you are going to pray they are spirit and are life what that means is that the word of god which is taught which which he taught jesus taught which the holy spirit also teaches us today is of a spiritual origin you don't understand no it means that the word is of a spiritual origin. And it gives life. It doesn't have its root and its source from the flesh or any canal source. He imparted knowledge that enables us to experience godly spirituality and life eternal godly spirituality and eternal life so therefore the ignorance of his word he says the words are spirit and they are life so them that have it have spirit the spirit of god and they have life and them that don't have it them that are ignorance of his word them that are ignorant of his word become carnal and they die because the ignorance of his word is carnality and thus death the Holy Spirit used the evangelist Philip to do this teaching job to the Ethiopian eunuch. If you read Acts chapter 8, communion and consumption. He used Philip to explain the scriptures, understand that, understand that thou what thou readest. And he said, No, unless a man teacheth me. So praying to invite, praying to request, praying 
to seek the teacher is very important one of the most important steps in seeking to know and understand the word and the person of god when it comes to communing with the word consuming the word hallelujah but god has revealed them unto us by his spirit for the spirit searcheth all things it takes the spirit it takes the spirit the spirit of god is a search engine of god i've said this before when we're looking at Lent, the Spirit of God is a search engine of God. The Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of a man which is in him, even so the things of God knoweth no man by the Spirit of God. Hey, now we have received, beloved, we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we may know, we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak. We things we declare, we things we teach, we things we pray, not in words which man's wisdom, man's carnal understanding teacheth, but with the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. You want to lift your voice and begin to bless the name of the Lord. Give Him glory, give Him glory for this wonderful teaching, this session, for enlightening our eyes, granting us illumination, and bringing us this far. In the name of Jesus, Father, we bless you. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you all for illumination, for strength. What shall we render unto you? Lord, you are faithful. Lord, you are faithful. Lord, you are true. Lord, you are good. Today we have increased in light. We have increased in strength. We have increased, oh God, in wisdom and in knowledge. Your word is able to make us wise unto salvation. We have become wiser, stronger, mightier. Increase in weight. We thank you. We bless you. Grant us grace to be doers. Draw me. Draw me. Draw me, Holy Spirit. Teach me more. Help me. Help me. I need your help. Open my eyes. Open down my eyes. That I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Enlighten thou the eyes of my understanding. No makuni la palu katua in the name of Jesus Christ I bless you and I give you praise I give you glory in the name of Jesus Christ your name be exalted your name be adored you are faithful you are God you are good there is none like you thank you for helping us thank you for teaching us thank you for gracing us we love you Lord in Jesus mighty name Amen Hallelujah Praise Jesus. Um, keep burning for Jesus. Talk to somebody about Jesus today. Before the day ends, remember that God is counting on you and I to reach the lost with a life-giving message. Hallelujah. As busy as things can get, God is still counting on us. As troublesome as things can get, He's counting on us. As difficult as things may get, He's still counting on you and I. Hallelujah. How shall they hear except a man be sent? Hallelujah. Now may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord cause His face to shine upon you. 
May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you and give you peace. In the name of Jesus, you are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. All things about your life are perfected in Jesus' mighty name. We meet again, God willing, tomorrow for our prayer session, relationship and marriage prayers. Please come prepared, come with an expectation and let us do well to invite somebody, okay? Invite someone. If you haven't followed the podcast, please click the plus button beside the name Burning Ones to follow us. Amen. And as you do, God bless you so that anytime we come live, you get a notification. And anytime we publish a session or an episode of our teachings, you get to be notified firsthand. Amen. Until we meet again, Shalom. I love you all, but Jesus loves you more. And so, it is a goodbye. It is a goodbye until we meet again. Bye, 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 bye.